Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros podcast. Um, the only podcast that's perfectly balanced is all things should be here on a somber, um, uh, a somber minisode um, as we mourn the passing of Kobe Bean Bryant at the young age of 41. Um, as, as some of you who listen to this show before, we we do talk about pop culture and movies and TV shows a lot, but um, uh, one of my dear friends, Infinity Bro Robbie, uh, here with me today, him and I are just both really big Laker fans and felt like, you know what, we need to make an episode about this incident. So, um, Robbie, thanks for coming on today to share this this moment with me. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, I wish I wasn't here at this moment, to be honest. Yeah, I... I I was thinking about this around seven o'clock um, when we were getting ready to film, or record, excuse me, and getting some stuff ready for this. And I was like, I really don't want to record this. <laughs> um, and I think that's kind of the emotions and feelings of a lot of producers. And not that we're like anything amazing, any conglomerate like that, but um, heard about this news. We're today. the voice of fans, really. We're we're guys that. You know, mm-hmm. never had any interaction with Kobe besides being fans, but it, you know, it, it, I think it hits everyone hard and it hit us hard today. Yeah, it did. Um, and, and we're going to kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, as, as, as many, everyone knows, it's pretty much on every single news medium. Uh, Kobe Bean Bryant uh, passed away this morning at 10 a.m. in a helicopter accident. Uh, just outside of his home as him and his daughter Gigi Bryant were heading uh, to a basketball game at his Mamba Academy that he started and built. Um, some other uh, family members who some named, some unnamed, and friends, I'm sorry, not family members, friends, um, parents, and kids were also involved in the in the helicopter crash that took nine lives, including Kobe and his daughter. And um, just kind of a very strange day Robbie but definitely a day that feels historic and a day I think we're going to look back and go where were you when Kobe died um right when you when you found out where were you yeah and and I mean I guess everybody's been doing it and ESPN's been doing it but I just want to start this off and ask you what was your reaction I mean a lot of people I heard had the same reaction where they saw like the TMZ thing and um, they a lot of people wrote it off at first. They're like, "That that's not true. That can't be real." Like, I think it was either Robert or Zane, who are a couple of our friends, were in a group chat together, um, shared an article saying like, "Hey, they're saying Kobe died," and I like I didn't even I didn't even open it up. I saw like the little the little notification on it. I was like, that's not true. It's probably one of those fake, like, like, uh, like the Jackie, when Jackie Chan has died like six times kind of thing. Yeah. The clickbaits, right. Um, yeah. And that's what I thought it was. So I was like, I wrote it off and then the notifications kept coming in more and more. And I was like, okay, we need to uh, check what's going on. Um, and then you get to, you, you know, you go through your social media cause that's how we find our news nowadays. And it's, it's, yeah, it's blowing up everywhere, and I was I was building a 
my wife bought a little wooden car thing that you piece together that I was annoyed with that I was trying to do for Grayson um, while he was coloring he was uh, painting some pieces and I had just stopped what I'm doing I'm just like thinking like Kobe can't really be dead like this isn't real like this is this is fake like the, I, I kept thinking probably for a good 10-15 minutes like we're gonna get a report in like an hour it's gonna be like oh they're just fake Kobe's gonna go to Twitter or something be like I'm good y'all stop playing or something like that you know and and then it just started progressing to all all the other random uh news outlets that were coming out you know saying that his whole family died saying that it was just him and it's it's tough and i'm sure you can already hear it in my voice i am emotional about this um this is really big to me um but yeah that was that was first reaction it's just and i think it's a lot of people's reaction is just total disbelief like kobe bryant doesn't die at 41 like like that doesn't happen like he's a like a legend like that like we were just talking about him yesterday with Le- about lebron passing him yeah um they left from the john wayne airport today at 90 a.m sunday january 26th uh they were in calabasas uh, and it crashed just before 10 a.m., somewhere in that 9.55 to 10 a.m. range, um, just heading on the opposite side of Los Angeles. And, yeah, I, I think I'm with you, Robbie. I, um, we were just coming back from, from my job. I was at a leadership retreat with some of my volunteer leaders for the, the organization I work with and um, just kind of was going to come lay low, put my kid to bed for a nap. Um, Sarah worked an overnight, and so she was sleeping in. This just and and I'm almost grateful for that, <laughs> like of just this like moment to like pause and read, and watch, um, and and yeah, I think you and I were really and we were talking a lot today through through social media, but also that was the main source of information in terms of speed, and we'll talk about maybe um, how that all happened a little later. I think there's some conversation to that as well, but um, I think I'm with you just. At 41, my first initial reaction is this was literally going to be the golden years of Kobe Bryant these next 10 to 15 years. He was going to get to watch the transition of LeBron to the best player probably ever. LeBron obviously is going to probably be the top scorer of all time is what he will probably, if he can continue the pace he's at. Um, the Lakers. Kobe was going to be inducted to the he, Hall yep, of Fame I was this year. just say he was going into the Hall of Fame. He is a huge ambassador for um women for the WNBA like I I, didn't, I know he's been working really closely with the Spark and um I think he really wanted his daughter to have an opportunity to play for them or play for just that organization to begin with just the WNBA and he had won an Oscar for his short film and as as I was watching ESPN today um and hearing Stephen A Smith and Jay Williams and just all these different kind of people who not only were part of the basketball fraternity, but also knew him well. Cause I think we have a perception of him as fans even, but they knew who he was and they were all collectively saying the best was yet to come, which is kind of weird to say about such a, an amazing player, but it sounded like Kobe had really, really big plans. Spike Lee was on. He was like, dude, you guys have no idea what was coming with Kobe. Like, I just think 
one that's one thing I've actually posted on my Instagram saying like Kobe's second career is was being just as I don't know what it, it was romanticized to be this great thing as his first career was going to be like he was doing great things right it's kind of like when Sean Taylor died in the NFL right like it's like Sean Taylor and I think that's kind of the stage Kobe was at in regards to entertainment right when he has, I mean Kobe has so much going on he has a what gosh it's like it's wizardly place or something like that i can't remember what it is it's like a short podcast that he put together for kids that like sports um and like he, he just had his hands in so many pots and doing just so much outside of basketball like he a report just came out like two weeks ago after he took gg to that that uh that game that uh kobe stopped basically watching basketball like she's the one that brought basketball back into kobe's life essentially and like because Kobe's just so busy with all these other things, um, and I mean that's the other, just such a tragic part of this is that Gigi and Kobe together like were like inseparable, just always together, and and now you start seeing all the posts of those two together, and it's just incredibly sad. It's, I mean, imagine, you know, just imagine. Being Kobe in that moment, knowing the helicopter's going down. Like, Kobe's lived a good, you know, a good life. Not a full life, because he had a lot more years to give, but, like, a really good life. Like, Gigi was just starting. And it's just, it's just, it's really hard. Yeah, and, and you and I are in this special stage. And for those that don't know maybe why it's you and I doing it, we're a show that has six six guys total and... Our other buddies love Kobe, too. I'm not saying they don't like Kobe, but you and I have been Lakers fans for a very long time. In fact, I think that was one of our first touch points when we met in college was talking about Kobe Bryant. So for you and me, this is a very special – this is kind of our thing, right? I Honestly, this is honestly yours and my thing. And, um, and, and just what Kobe Bryant has meant for me – as a basketball fan, I am a football fan. Somebody who played football, I didn't really play basketball. I'm not really good at basketball. But Kobe Bryant has been there in my whole life, essentially, present in the world of sports. And there have been people who have come and gone. Um, but and, and I was kind of comparing it. My, one of my friends asked me, how are you doing today about this? And I said, I'm very emotional about this because in three layers, one – Stan Lee died. I think this is a great comparison. Kind of Stan Lee, I feel the same grief, but I don't feel the same remorse. If if that makes sense, like Stan Lee was older, it was time, and 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 maybe the circumstances which it went down weren't great, but I felt you that, knew it was going to you know, come. I felt it more eventually. peace of him going. Kobe, I've kind of felt like man, in fifteen years, my kid's going to get to see pictures or videos of him, and I'm going to get to talk through that and. You obviously have have some kiddos too that you were probably you are going to tell them about Kobe Bryant, and um, that's just a big staple of ours. So there's the next layer of like when you have kids and you hear this story about Gigi, you're just like, oh, and you just see the videos of like she was excited about basketball clearly, and for better or worse, we we were able to watch as an it was almost a show and as an audience of watching this. And I think the third layer that's most important is this is an ambassador of 
of culture. This is just an ambassador of of American culture. But even bigger, Kobe was an ambassador of international culture. Slam, which is just a huge magazine across the world, um, he 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 would be known. Michael Wilbon was talking about this on ESPN. He would know. He knew Italian and English very well. He could speak a little Mandarin. He could speak a little Spanish. He could speak other languages, and just a unbelievably well-rounded individual who really embodied, in my opinion, what a strong work ethic is, and embodies what it is to be successful. And to go get it. And I felt like the next phase of his life was going to be his reward for that hard work. And it's a little bit defeating <laughs> to kind of think that he really just worked kind of and he, and he earned stuff, but he he sacrificed a lot of time and energy that he could have spent with people that he cared about more. But you know, I think what all the stuff that we've seen lately speaks to he was making up for lost time. You know, he was, he like, him and his daughters were inseparable. Like, yeah, he, he was doing all this extra stuff, but he was, he was putting the time in with the kids, making it worth it. And he just had another, another daughter last year, too. But, but to get back to, to what you were saying about the hard work thing, that goes, you know, goes back to that mama mentality thing that I think a lot of people say they have, but don't understand. Um, and I, I don't think I think it takes a very special individual to have that actual mama mentality that a uh, Kobe had, but yeah, Kobe's entire story is hard work can get you to so many places that talent can't just take you. Kobe obviously had talent, but I mean, you remember when he came into the league straight out of high school, which a lot of people thought he shouldn't have done. He had to sit for basically two years. You know, he played sparingly for two years, but then grew himself into, you know, arguably the best offensive weapon ever. Arguably, I think people would argue that. Um, one of the smartest basketball players ever. And truly, probably, if not the best businessman ever. Well, it, the, the, the path he was going he was going to be this great businessman. Well, and even too, he's the youngest all-star to ever play in an all-star game at 18 years and like 250 some days. Um, we're going to talk about his accolades probably a little later in our top five segment. Um, but just like, I, I want to read a couple things that some people have said that I think just provide more clarity and more um, just honor Shaquille O'Neal, who obviously he was famous, uh, famous duos with him. Uh, there's no words to express the pain I'm going through with this tragedy of losing my niece Gigi and my brother Kobe Bryant. Love you and you will be missed. My condolences go out to the Bryant family and the families of the other passengers on board. All caps, I'm sick right now. And the spelling on this tweet is just horrible. And and for me, and I don't mock that, I'm, I think I'm saying this is a very raw time. For Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar obviously posted a video, but most people remember Kobe as the magnificent a athlete who inspired a whole generation of basketball players. I'll always remember him as a man who has who is much more than an athlete. You can check out his video on Twitter as well. Um, obviously, uh, Andrew Grief, uh, a reporter out there. Clippers are warming up in Orlando. Obviously, the mood is incredibly somber. Locker rooms will not be open before tip-off today. 
Doc Rivers and Steve Clifford will meet with reporters. Doc's career was intertwined with Kobe's, and you can check out Doc Rivers' video as well on Twitter. Have you seen Doc Doc Rivers' interview, Robbie? Yeah, I, I shared that one with the group. I, I think Doc Rivers' interview is, and if you're listening to this, and you've probably seen some of the things we're talking about, th- that is the one that I think encompasses how the NBA feels. And, and, the, and the context behind that is Doc Rivers coached for the Celtics when you know the Lakers and Celtics were going at it for those couple years when they started that burst, first really big three. Um, and to see the guy who basically, like, you could, he lost some championships to Kobe Bryant. <laughs> um, very, very somber grieving as if his own son austin rivers had passed almost and just an incredible and even um just watching other players i the nba is a every kind of major conglomerate sports figure is 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 a fraternity right but just to see the impact that one individual has had on so many people across so many cultures across so many ages Right, you're talking like little kids have seen him play to an extent, grown old men who played the game decades ago and centuries ago, um, and then everything in between. Very interesting. And is there any specific reaction that's kind of stuck out to you, Robbie? I was just uh, gonna bring it up, but um, uh, the I'm trying to find it. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> So it was during one of the games today, but like the the uh, broadcaster, who he brought up a story and basically said, "There's some days you just don't feel like broadcasting. Today we don't feel I don't feel like broadcasting. The players don't feel like playing, and the coaches don't feel like coaching um, as they're starting the game. And it's just it's it's heart wrenching. Like like Sunday's a big game for a big day for the NBA. Like they, they usually do four games and they're more of their popular games because there's no football right now. Unless you talk about the Pro Bowl, but no one talks about the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, but then the other thing that actually surprised me was, was how many of the younger players during today's games were tearing up. Like guys like Trey Young, who came out in a, in a number eight Jersey uh, guys like, Devin Booker, who was crying after after all the teams did their uh, twenty four second violation, um, that I mean, and that's the impact that you were talking about. Like that's like those guys are young, like they're nineteen years old. Like they they didn't grow up watching Kobe like you and I did. They they saw him, they saw Kobe's twilight years. You know, um, I I think Robbie, I would add on to that. I think Kobe Bryant is our gener, and we said this in the group. Kobe Bryant is our generation's Michael Jordan. And, and, 100%. And, and you, it's kind of like, I think, in the 2000s, Tiger Woods was golf's Michael Jordan, right? And there are just certain people in certain decades that you look like Peyton Manning in the 2010s was the face of the NFL, him and Tom Brady. And, and, and the difference is, is these guys usually go off and they might do some stuff in TV, write a couple books, do some podcasts. And we kind of can get a little behind the scenes. We're not going to get that with Kobe Bryant. Or we had anticipated I think we were going to get that. We were going to get more books. We were going to get more different things. And we just didn't get that. And I think we got snippets of it, like little things. Like we got that, we got that, we got that Luke, we got that uh, where he was taunting Luca 
couple weeks ago and Luca like turns around and he's like who's speaking my language and it's Kobe like messing with him on the sidelines like that's hilarious we're not gonna get we don't get that yeah, anymore and, and it's really funny because I think you talked about these young players I think the young players are just so emotional because he's gone and and LeBron has kind of said this Kerry Champion reported this earlier was LeBron's thing has always been like I just want to make MJ and Kobe proud I think right now these young players are saying, I just want to make LeBron and Kobe proud. And Kobe's the, the MJ and LeBron is like the second in command, even though he's do, probably going to be better statistically than Kobe down the stretch. Um, and, and I think this is just heartbreaking. And, and and to get to the emotional side of this too, Robbie, I mean, you and I, we, we both were very emotional today, crying. I, I, I cried several times and I'm, I'm a little surprised at myself for that. Um, but it, it just shows. The I hundred percent was. Yeah, the, the, I, I did the same thing. I teared up. I've had to go up to my to my room like a couple times. I didn't want to be like crying in front of my kid. Like I just went up to my room and cried and like watch like Kobe videos. And it's like I did not. I didn't expect it to be so emotional. I'm still emotional. Like talking about it again. Um, this is this just came up. But did you see that? Uh. Mark Cuban is retiring the number twenty four. I did, yeah, I did see that 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 they will never in Dallas have a number twenty four again. Yeah, I I think um this is this is one of the most historical sports moments probably of our generation. Um, it's it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking as a parent. I would argue it might be more heartbreaking in the stage of life we're in right now, of just young kids. And thinking to us, and you nailed it. I mean, what was Kobe thinking when it was going down, right? Because he probably knew. He probably knew. He had taken helicopters so much, he had to have known. Um, and Yeah, he took them. And this is for people that maybe maybe don't know too much about Kobe, but like Kobe took a helicopter to and from practice literally every day for the last, I think, 12 years is what I just saw. Like last 12 years of his, of his uh, playing career. Like... This is not like a, oh, why was he on a helicopter? No, this is how he got around because L.A. traffic is crazy. And when you're Kobe Bryant, you just fly around in a helicopter. That's just what you do. Like, like, and like, so people are like, oh, he shouldn't be riding in a helicopter. No, that's what he does. Well, not only that, but like if there was anybody equipped to do it, it was him. Like he, he, he has the resources to do it and. Uh, the statistics were definitely clearly in his favor on that. Let's talk about reporting today. So a couple things on this, and this is maybe more of the controversial conversation of our episode, of our show is TMZ had reported right out the gate. They, they did get right the report that he had passed away, but we have this culture now with a blessing of the inf- excuse me. So sorry. My mic is messed up here. Here we go. Sorry. I'm just, all right. Um, we have a culture today of getting a story reported first versus getting it reported right. And I really think that Twitter struggled today because everyone was glued to Twitter for a good two hours today. And everyone was searching. And if you had a blue check mark next to your name, people were reading what you, if you had Kobe written in your tech, your tweet, they were going to read what you said. And TMZ kind of, for lack of a better term, half-assed reported today. And they had reported that 
all of the girls were on the flight, which made me way more emotional when I had read it to be vulnerable. See, I, that's the one I didn't I didn't buy at all. I was like, that can't be true. There's no way that's right. true. And, and I'm glad. I'm really glad that you – I'm glad for you that you were able to not believe that. For me, I believed it, and it was just really painful. Um, but then we, we – and we get kind of back and forth with ABC. ABC's kind of half reporting some stuff on top of TMZ. And then we finally at the end get the true confirmation. I think Waj was who I read first, a- Adrian Wojnowski. But but I would imagine somebody maybe beat him to it. But who knows? And so um, just how were you processing the information age? And if you were like, I guess, in charge of this kind of information, how would you what would you tell these big organizations and companies that produce news and, and media? How would how should they do this, Robbie? Because this is first tricky. of all. Oh, it's terrible. It's a, it was a it was a dark day for Twitter news. I think is is what this boils down to, and I think it boils down to there needs to be accountability, and and you can't just say blanket statements. You can't just be like Kobe Bryant dead, confirmed or whatever. It's like, but you don't have actually have it confirmed because the police haven't even confirmed it, and then it comes out Kobe Bryant and his four daughters all dead. Well, that wasn't confirmed either. You're just saying things. And then it comes out, oh, now it's just Kobe. Then we finally, after probably two to three hours, we get the actual news that it's Kobe and his middle daughter, uh, Gigi, uh, who's 13. Um, and that's the actual news because I think was it was ABC that finally reported that. Um, but even then there was conflicting reports. And I just, I feel like for the people with those blue check marks, with, you know, I, I guess you would call it Twitter authority. Like there has to be some accountability there. It, it's it's ridiculous that in today's day and age where we have so much access to to information that we still feel like we have to get information out there, no matter what it is, right or wrong. We have to be the first to get it out there because we need those likes and retweets and comments and all that. It it, it just it's sad that there's no accountability in that area and there there's won't probably nothing will be done well i think the accountability has to come from the consumer um like because we choose who we block and follow and and read and listen to but i think you're nailing it right i mean this this is a really bad day i think tmz is going to really struggle from this because what's interesting for me is at least last year tmz's kind of been at the heart of some early reports um but today was not a good day for them and I appreciate TMZ. I think TMZ actually is more truthful than we let on a lot. They messed up here, but in previous things, I just know that they're one of the first people to put an article out. Um, I think they're I'm not a little, scared of putting no, articles out, and and they shouldn't be. They're they're not. They aren't Fox News. They aren't ABC. They aren't CNN. I'm a little more frustrated with ABC today, um, for a few reasons. One. The local news was really not getting good information out. I mean, you and I were seeing tweets from I'm 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 not I don't have any of the names in front of me, but just local anchors saying you got confirmation. They're all on there. You didn't get confirmation. Okay, you're BSing it, and you were hoping because TMZ said it. And I can let it go a little more with TMZ, who's like paparazzi guy and gal. I'm really struggling here with ABC. And I almost wonder if Bob Iker kind of came out and tweeted a little more just because of that. I think you would have tweeted either way. 
but he's a little extra. Uh, he tweeted twice today. You know what I'm saying? I just I think I'm I'm very interested with that. I I think ABC really dropped the ball today, Robbie, and it, it's heartbreaking. It's just heartbreaking because it just made it Wait, worse. You're, just, you're I mean, we're all just sitting around like wondering what's actually going on, and like, I mean, for that first hour or two, I think. I think a lot of people were still hoping that it was just a bogus report. And then when you see you start seeing some of the mixed signal reporting, you're kind of like, is this real? Like what's like what's real right now? Eventually they eventually everyone started reporting the same thing and that's where you kind of figure out, okay, this is what's going on, but and it's just frustrating that those kind of things happen and and it's just out there and you can't do anything about it. Pau Gasol tweeted, beyond devastated, my big brother, I can't. I just can't believe it. Um, tough day. Tough day for the NBA. Tough day um, for everybody else. Uh, I, I think tough day. I think tough day for, I, I think tough day for, for, for basketball fans, not just Laker fans. I think for sports fans in general. I mean, I, I was going through my just my facebook feed and there was people on there like people always have to preface things like this but they're like i'm not really a basketball fan but man that sucks to hear about kobe kind of thing it's like people probably never even watched a second of kobe bryant you know are sad today like that like no one wants to hear this news for a guy that impacted so many lives um so this is this is something kobe said uh via cnbc in 2016 um, that's pretty impactful here. And this is this is speaking to what we were talking about earlier, which is the inspirational aspect that Kobe was. So this is Kobe's words. <clears throat> now championships come and go. There's going to be another team that wins to another championship, another player that wins another MVP award. But if you really want to create something that lasts generations, you have to help inspire the next generation. And they create something great. And then that generation will inspire the one behind them. And that's when you create something forever. And that's what's most beautiful. Kobe also says, everything negative, pressure, challenges is all an opportunity for me to rise. Hey, that's, hey, I posted that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, the, other, the other one, and this is, this is more of, I think, of a comedic one, he said, but I'll do whatever it takes to win games, whether it's sitting on a bench, waving a towel, handing a cup of water to a teammate, or hitting the game-winning shot. <laughs> It's just classic Kobe Bryant. Um, really good stuff. Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi. Um, Kobe dead at the age of forty-one. Gigi dead at the age of thirteen. He's survived by his wife Vanessa and kids Nat and Talia, Bianca and Capri. Um, born in Philadelphia, passed away in Calabasas, California. D. We're going in three. Infinity Bros. Two. Top five. One list starts now. Yeah, top five Kobe Bryant moments. Uh, if you don't listen to our show normally when um, we're not talking about just really devastating news like this, we usually do a top five water cooler conversation um, more towards uh, applicable to pop culture, movies, Marvel movies, DC movies, TV shows, etc., etc. So uh, trying to kind of keep it the, keep the keep the show rolling, but also at the same time, this is a fun way to honor Kobe, I think, is to talk about our top five favorite moments. So I, let's go. Let, let's just keep going back and forth on our list, uh, five through one. Robbie, I want to start with you. What's your number five? Or do you have honorable mentions? 
I, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't call any of them honorable mention. They could all be in the top five. That's kind of going to be my thing here. And I don't really have a an order, so I'm just going to read off what I got. But so this was one I didn't put in the top five because I I I can't remember exactly what game it was, but it was like the game that I knew like Kobe's my guy. They would they were Kobe had a really bad shooting game, and I think it was against. I want to say it was the Hawks. I'm, I can't remember. It was a long time ago, but he was like, oh for seventeen or something like that. <clears throat> and they're, but they're, you know, they're his team's still in it. He had an okay team at that time. I think this was two thousand eleven. Um, and Kobe just kept shooting. <laughs> he got up to <laughs> yep. like, I think he got up to like one in twenty or something like that. But then the game was on the line. He had to bring them back. They were down by like I think four or five, and then Kobe just started going off. I, th- I think he ended the game going like four or five for like 23, but they ended up winning the game. And I was like, that's my guy. Like, like it's so, it's so ridiculous. Like n- no NBA player is going to do that. No NBA player is going to go like one of 16 and g- be like, all right, I'll keep shooting. Like keep giving me the ball. I'm going to keep shooting. Like no one does that. Like LeBron passes the ball when he's playing that badly. But Kobe's just like, nah, next one will go in. Nah, next one will go in. And and they weren't going in, but eventually they started going in, and that that's when I was like, "That's Kobe's my guy," like that was my my aha, that's my dude kind of moment. That's so funny because like I have I have that moment too on my list, but it's a different moment, so I'm gonna talk about that a little later. All right, <laughs> that's funny. My number five is actually more of a comedic moment, but it's the moment that Matt Barnes um threw fake oh. the ball in Kobe's face. <laughs> This yeah. is like so iconic basketball to me because honestly, Matt Barnes ain't no joke. I mean, he he's not like an elite level basketball player in regards to Hall of Fame or anything like that. But he was an above average player. Right, he, he was, was always on good. a good player on a good team, and I always thought Matt Barnes was a really strong, competitive guy. And Kobe legitimately doesn't even blink, and that's basically a meme in today's culture. And I just that's one of those moments you look back and you're like. Kobe is exactly what he preaches. To speak on that, uh, so Matt Barnes and Lance Stevenson have a have a talk show, and they had Kobe on like a couple weeks ago, and they talked about that moment, and and Matt Barnes being the guy that he is, he was like, that didn't like deter him from like playing with Kobe because everyone thought that like they, they, they hated each other. He was like, no, nah, that made me want to play with Kobe. I'm like, this dude's crazier than I am. Like, I want to play with that dude. Like, <sighs> oh, everybody wanted to play with Kobe. There's no question about that. No question. What's your number four? So actually, that one before was technically an honorable. Oh, mention. I'm sorry. What's your number five? I said my number five. So, I'm sorry. So we'll call. No, you're good. So we'll call it a number five. But uh, just another grit moment for Kobe. Uh, you know, we're at the end of the 2013 or 14 season that he had Dwight and Nash. And Kobe is, you know, going through his, I'm willing this team into the playoffs. I don't give a crap. And, you know, he, he ruptures his Achilles. <clears throat> because Kobe's playing way more minutes than he should be playing. He's playing a different style of basketball because he's a facilitator. And he ruptures his Achilles on one of the last games of the season. And then goes up and shoots two free throws and swishes them. That didn't make my list, but it's it's like, ugh, chills. It's no, there's no other basketball player that does that. Maybe MJ. Maybe MJ. And, I, and it's a strong maybe. Yeah. Because the dude had a cold and needed to be carried off the court. Just saying. Right. 
I mean, I'm just if saying. If you talk to a medical professional about a ruptured Achilles, they'll saying, say bro. you can't walk on a ruptured Achilles. Yeah, dude. Paul Pierce needed a needed a flipping uh, wheelchair for cramps. LeBron, LeBron needed LeBron to be needs off for cramps. Air conditioning. LeBron needs air conditioning. Yeah. Get out of here. Kobe Bryant's a beast. That's a good one. My number four is the same genre as you were talking about earlier. The moment I knew I was a Kobe Bryant fan was May 1st, 2013. The Lakers defeated the Minnesota Timberwolves in game one in the Western Conference playoffs. They won 101 to 85. Kobe scored 31 points, 14 to 26. And this is kind of like him and Shaq, like, you know, kind of before they're having like their ish. And for clarity on this, I, I, I lived in Spain. And so Kobe Bryant, his presence is way bigger internationally than people know. Um, and so his kind of presence, and I have a lot of good friends. I had a lot of good friends at the time who were just like really being like, dude, you got to drop the T-Wolves for this. And it's the only Minnesota team I've ever gone away from to another team is the Lakers. Because I found out, the, the story is, I was watching Kobe. I'm like, man, this might be like my first favorite player that's not on a Minnesota team. And then I ended up finding out that the Lakers were originally from Minnesota. So I was like, oh, well, then that I'm just going to be a Lakers fan. This is ridiculous. <laughs> that makes no sense to be a Timberwolves fan. And so so this was the moment. This was the game. They beat them 101 to 85. And I ended up watching those those playoff games, and they're they're my favorite NBA memories. Is getting up at three a.m. to watch the little shot of the Staples Center on the on TNT and ESPN and all these different networks, and just watching Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Derek Fisher, these guys just go into town and playing ball, and just like Rick Fox waving a towel on the bench. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just like. This was the 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 games I was looking for, and even the T Wolves were a lot of fun. Like this is Garnett, Zerbiak, right, um, right, just just like some really fun old school basketball. And I think what makes Kobe so special too is the people he played with in his era are remarkable. You know, you're just oh, yeah. talking like Nowitzki, Paul Pierce, young LeBron James, old Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson. Tim- Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. I mean, there's just Hall of Famers all over the place, right? Ray Allen. I mean, just like there are guys that I'm missing on right now. And I just like he rose. I mean, to the he top. played he against Michael Jordan. The crop. He was cream of the crop above these guys. And that's just remarkable. And so that's my like because a lot of people have given me grief over the years for switching teams. And for those that are wondering, this is like that. That is the specific game, if you're wondering. It is game one. Um, it's awesome. So yeah. What's your number four? First off, how many titles do you think Kobe and Shaq would have won if they stayed together? All of them? Like, could we gather all of them <laughs> up and just give them to them? I, I, I have no idea. I mean... Till probably 2006, I think, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't... At least, because that's when Shaq started going downhill, because yeah. he started getting chubby. After he won that next title with Wade. So yeah, at least three, I, at least four more, That's probably. a really good question. Yeah, I think four is a safe number to say... But I'm glad uh, – and, and, again, there's just certain ways that, like, history works. I'm really glad that it worked out the way it did, Looking at, 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 except for his death, obviously. But I'm talking, like, his career-wise. I'm really glad he got that moment. With, and he got a Pau Gasol because every good team needs a number two, right? Every single one. And so Pau Gasol is a fine number two, and he'll probably go to the Hall of Fame to some extent, maybe even two. But, but Pau Gasol – nobody looks back at Pau Gasol and goes, like – that's Tim Duncan. You know what I'm saying? Like just 
he he's not up there on that level, but he was very good. And I think that was a that was a big defining moment for Kobe Bryant. And I even remember at the time, and this is maybe kind of separate, but like when they gave Kobe that really big deal at the end of his career for two years, and it really screwed the Lakers over for a couple of years. Well, doggone it, Robbie, now at this moment today, are you not extremely grateful they paid for that? I'm so glad they did. Oh, my they gosh. They needed to. And I, I didn't care for it. I, I, I was like, it's whatever at the time. I, I think we both were. But, like, right now in this moment today, there's nobody that can, like, with hindsight, no one can tell me that that was a bad idea. It caused a couple bad years. But now that we know what we know about him as a person, like what happened after basketball, Right. Couldn't be more grateful. They would have been. Here's the thing: they would have been bad years anyway. The front office was terrible during those years. We couldn't sign anybody. Like, you nailed it. You know, you, you're going to be bad. Sign your big. Sign your biggest player, possibly greatest Laker ever. Amen. That's an argument to be had as well. What's your What's number four? Uh, number four would be that Toronto game just happened January 16th, right? Is that the date? 81 points against Toronto. Number two. Uh, all-time scoring in a game beside, you know, Wilt Chamberlain against a bunch of five, six dudes. <laughs> I mean, if I mean, that that's that goes back to Kobe's just going to shoot. And if Kobe's on fire, he's going to keep shooting. So, I mean, 81 points. And, and, and I, I have a, I have a guess. I think, I think LeBron's going to try and go for something big in this next game. I th- uh, he better. I think I think LeBron's gonna go for one of those classic. Okay, I'm scoring. He's gonna go for he's gonna go for fifty or sixty points. Right, just to just to om- almost homage him a little bit. Yeah. Yep. I think we're gonna see a lot of fadeaways. I hope so. I'm all for it. This next game is like one of the biggest Laker games of all time. It's one of the biggest Laker games of my life. Is coming up in a couple days here because they're playing the Clippers too, right? So it's not just a basketball game. It's it's like the Los Angeles game, and it's it's an applicable playoff game. has has definite definite stakes. My number three, all it's piggybacking off you the eighty one point game against Toronto. Um, so I remember coming to school the day after that happened, and I didn't get to watch that game because again we lived in Spain, so we would find out things like at like nine or ten a.m. Right, that's when that kind of sports center was going and. One of my buddies who's really into basketball goes, dude, did you hear what Kobe Bryant did? I said, what? He scored. He scored some. He, sc- he had an amazing game. Okay, what did he do? 40, 50 points? Dude scored 81. And I remember getting the Sports Illustrated like two weeks later because I had a Sports Illustrated um, subscription. And they took a picture of, uh, of him shooting every single shot. And it took four pages <laughs> to get through all 81 points. And it's, it's just amazing. It, one of the most amazing games ever. Wish I would have watched it live. Such a fun game to watch and go back I on YouTube. Tr- to watch. I try to rewatch it every year. It's unbelievable. Like, be- because they always put it on, on on the same day, and I always try to rewatch it. It's unbelievable. It's it's remarkable. What's your number three? My number three would be his Oscar win uh, oh, for Dear Basketball that okay. he he re- he wrote and directed. Um, and, 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 and here narrated. here's my and narrated. And narrated, yeah, and here here's my my reason. One, it's an Oscar. It's I mean, it won an Oscar, obviously, but like I didn't play much basketball 
you didn't play much basketball. I technically played in college, but like it was a tiny college that no one's ever heard of, hey, and like hey, it was. Hey, you're elite. Don't let was, anybody tell you. Otherwise. It was. It was basically for like. Yeah, it wasn't real basketball. Right. I agree with that. <laughs> Anyways, that 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 short story that he did, like, it makes you cry. Like, like it's he, you. You could tell how much he loved the game of basketball and and. and the effort and heart and blood and sweat that he put into the game because he loved it. And, and he had to say goodbye because just like, you know, so many things in life and, and, and even to tie in with the passing of Kobe, like you don't know when your last day of something's going to be like, so if, if something, if a, if a, if a short story about basketball can make me tear up about a sport that I barely played. And like, I, if I still watch it, I still tear up. But, like, if, if you want to feel what Kobe was as a person or what what Kobe meant to so many people, just watch that. Like, watch Dear Basketball. That's Kobe. That's why we love Kobe. Like, it's, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Like, it, it's, 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 heart, it's actually heartbreaking, actually, like. I, I was able to watch like a little bit of it earlier today and I was like nope 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 not watching that whole thing because I'm gonna start balling up again like so yeah that's that's my number three number two for me is Kobe winning his fifth title um against the Boston Celtics this was a big one for him um that was an amazing year in regards to who he was playing. Um, it was an amazing year in regards to the team he had. It's it's the best series to date of basketball I've watched. I was in college at the time, um, and and just would I would go to work and um come back after a long work day and and, and watch these games and it was just and, – and in that stage of life, I won't go into too many details. In that stage of life, those games meant a heck of a lot more at the time than they probably would have even meant today watching them. And so I, I just – such a fun title to watch. Uh, love love even the choice at the end to um, have Meta World Peace be kind of the guy that, that goes off into the sunset winning it for them. Um, it kind of – I remember that was a big deal. That Kobe had passed to Meta, and um, and uh, just Ron Artest at the time for people. Yes, sorry, Ron Artest. Know. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I, I think I'm just uh, that that one's a very special one to Kobe, and so I give that number two because for me, I was like, I got to put one title on there, and which one would he want on there? I think this is the one he would want. Um, it's just a really great, great finals probably the best opponent he played in the playoffs um this and it's it's that celtics lakers rivalry celtics lakers he he was a laker guy he was a laker guy through and through he understood laker nation and what laker nation believed and who they hated and who they loved and he knew that that was a little more impactful and obviously with all the criticism he had had without Shaq, he he silenced that was that that was the silencing the critics that you see players like Aaron Rodgers, 
um, struggling to do because <laughs> he's only won one. Even though Aaron Rodgers is very good, it's kind of like a prove-it mentality, and I think Kobe did it in that game. In that series, excuse me. Yeah, we had that series the entire year, really. And, and piggyback, I it's the same for me. Um, Kobe's fifth title against Boston. Um, and that, and I think maybe, 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 maybe not, but that winning that title immortalizes Kobe as one of the, one of the greatest players ever. But it, but I think for a lot of people, it probably pushed him past magic as the greatest Laker ever. Oh yeah. For me, it did. Yeah. 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 And, and, and that could also just be our generation. Like we grew up with Kobe, not magic, but like, to, to us, Kobe's the greatest Laker ever, and, the, and being the greatest Laker ever instantly gets you into the the greatest of all time conversation. I don't care who you talk to; he's one of he's up there for greatest of all time. And yeah, that. So, so after that title, after they win that, he, you know, one of the first thing he says, going back to Shaq, is it's one more than Shaq. <laughs> like <laughs> that, and that's so Kobe. Like Kobe's Kobe's at the peak of his career right now. And he's still thinking about he's the so little petty. things that yeah. got him there. Yeah, he's so petty that he's thinking about those little things that got him there. That, dang it, Shaq got one more. I need to tie it. Like, I've tied him. Now I have to pass him. Because I have to be better than Shaq to prove that he should have never left. Basically. And then, and, and just another reason that I fell in love with Kobe was the iconic him standing on the scoreboard table. You know, arms open to Laker Nation. Just full embrace like his love and his sweat to Laker Nation and them just sending it back and I feel like that's one of the most iconic Kobe pictures that there is mm-hmm. um, and just like you you have, you have to put a title on here and if you're going to pick one title that's Kobe's title it's that one Amen. that's Kobe's Amen. title Amen yeah preach um, number one for me this 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 was the easiest one on the list for me it is Kobe's sixty point walk off game. Ditto. And, and, and good. I'm glad. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. I, I was kind of worried. I was like, I hope this is Robbie's too. A couple of reasons for this. And and this will be more of a conversation then. One, it it might be my best sports moment of all time in my life. Just I remember stopping to watch this game. I remember going, I'm I gotta I was coming back from something with my friend Jordan, and I was like, Jordan, we have to watch this game tonight. Like you got to come over and watch this game. We got to watch this game. It meant nothing. Lakers sucked. Oh yeah, um, it's a terrible. But, year. but he had literally been working so hard. His body had been so broken. He was so limited in his minutes that year. Um, it, he was doing just the Derek Jeter thing, where he'd go to a game and they'd kind of honor him, you know. And and it, and, and no disrespect, I think that's a little patronizing at that stage. I'm sure he was cool with it and, and appreciated it and was humbled by it, but I'm not a fan of it. I think it's I think it's a little cheesy and campy, and now is when you do those kinds of things. But then again, the perspective is if he's not there to take it, whatever. But 60 points, it's like it, it felt like old Kobe one more time. And it was a, just a couple years ago is the craziest part of this. Is this was four years, five years ago, four or five in 2016, four or five years ago. That this happened and just like to think that he literally would only get four or five more years of life is wild to me. And his family's there and just every major celebrity in L.A. is there. I bet the tickets were tens of thousands of dollars for that game. Um, I mean, what more can you say? I mean, the guy 
literally encompass. He he said, "I'm going to go out. I'm going to take 50 shots. Screw you, middle finger to the world." And he went and scored 60 points against a Utah Jazz team that was the top five defense in the league. And watch the game. They were not about getting embarrassed. And you could sense them losing the game. Part of them was like, this is incredible. And the other part of them was like, screw this. We don't want to be that team. And they did end up being that team. And um, it's just a very emotional moment. It, it's it's my favorite Laker moment of my life. Um, I, I highly doubt it will ever be topped again. It's going to take a lot for that moment to be topped. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I, I, I'm, I'm probably going to get to go get some picture or something of that game to hang up in my house just because it is that big of a deal to me, that game. Um, what would you say on it that I haven't said? Sorry, I've, I've hogged a lot of the conversation on this. One. <laughs> I, I mean, I no, but I'll diddle to everything you just said. But like, so that game, I, I had to sit down and watch just like you did. Like, I didn't care what was going on. Like we, oh, we were like, texting we had, that day. That was fun. Yeah. We, we had just had our son, our, our son was, oh, he would have been four or five months at the time. Oh my goodness. That's uh, awesome. And and so I'm watch, just watching this game, and Kobe started that game bad, if you remember. I think he went 0 for, 4, 0 for 4. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he was like 0 for 4, and I was like, Kobe's going to keep shooting, and he's going to have an awful game, and all the Kobe haters are going to like use this as a reason like to why Kobe was bad. Because this was probably one of the... This ha- this viewership on that game had to be crazy. Um, but then... Like his teammates just keep passing him the ball, and they're like, "Shoot!" And, and and Kobe said even after the game, like, like this is the first time in my entire career where everyone is yelling at me to shoot. Like people were telling him to shoot, even though Kobe was like, "I shouldn't shoot this. Like, why am I shooting all these shots?" It's like, no, he did. He he shot all the shots, and he he made a majority of them. People will will say it's ridiculous how many shots he took. Oh, he, he earned was like 40, that. He earned, he, he earned that it. moment. He earned it. Yes, he earned it, and he was still forty percent. Like, that's good. 40% is good. Like, it's not great, but 40% is really good. Like, yeah, he probably could have scored 80. But, like... But it's part of the bit. That's part of his... That is part of who he was. Take it or leave it. That is who he was. And you gotta respect that. You're gonna win or die by Kobe shooting the ball. Totally. And I think this, this is a point I would make about Kobe Bryant is... Kobe is not perfect. I think part of what is makes Kobe so special to me... And you could correct me, maybe it's different, but, like... Kobe had so many failures to me, which may sound weird to people, but like, obviously he had his, his marriage issues. He had, Kobe was such a rude person to specific teammates, how he handled Dwight Howard, how he handled Shaq on the back end of his career, how he would handle certain media conglomerates. I I just think Kobe, but to watch him at the end and that shot of him and his daughter talking basketball and and watching interviews and he's like just braggadocious about his daughters and how amazing they are and you can just sense this is a man that changed and was not about himself was working literally just for achievement he was not working out of a pu- and yes he wanted and you made a point like that's one more than Shaq like that was more of a competitive thing than an arrogant thing well that was that was black mamba Correct. That's the Mamba like, mentality. And that's, I think that's the Mamba mentality. Exactly. And I think just that part is really cool. But the other flip side of it is I love looking at Kobe's story. And I think at the back end, he really was a changed, more whole person that had realized, you know what? I needed to chill on how I treated certain people. 
And I, I, I love that. I think it's really cool. Well, actually, I, I love that you say that because in the Bill Plaschke article that he wrote that I, I had it up. I don't have it up anymore. But it's like Kobe can't be gone or whatever. But at the end, but in the middle of that article, um, <clears throat> he, he talked about, Bill Plaschke talked about how he sent an email to Kobe. And Kobe got right back, got back to him right away, and and Bill Plash he sensed a change in Kobe, and I think we all knew Kobe was changing a little bit because he's becoming more open, but Kobe's reply was like to more embrace like the change with LeBron, because a lot of a lot of Laker fans are Kobe fans, and then that all the, with being a Kobe fan basically meant you're not a LeBron fan because you don't want him to be the goat. Yeah, whatever. And, but Kobe, yeah, get out of yeah, here, right? Yeah, yeah for, no, for sure. But 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 that's how it is. So, but Kobe was, Kobe was preaching to Bill Plasky that they need to come together, have some unity, be excited that you have a really good team and you get to watch arguably a guy who's going to be the GOAT. He's probably never going to be MJ just because MJ is kind of in a mythical place now. Um, But LeBron's probably going to be argued as the greatest basketball player to ever walk this earth. I think most people will agree with that. Um. And, and Kobe was preaching, like, acceptance. Like, you need to be okay with this. And to even go further on what you're saying, a lot of a lot of people that knew Kobe well knew that Kobe wasn't like the Kobe that we all saw. And, and that's what I've been seeing a lot today. A lot of them are like, man, you guys saw, you know, the arrogant Kobe. You kind of saw the black mama Kobe that he has that killer instinct going. But the people that were close with him saw the Kobe that, you know that we now that we now in the last year saw with his daughter, and a lot of and a lot of his his closer friends talk, were talking are talking about that today. Like, this guy wasn't you know just a dick to everybody. Like, yeah, he was competitive when he was playing, but outside of that, as long as like he you were someone he respected, like Kobe showed respect to you, and obviously he had a deep love for his the people that he valued in his life. And, and I, I'm kind of rambling now, but but to go even f- one step further into that, this will be my last little take on the differences that we see in Kobe. Is who do you who do you hear about when someone goes down with a major injury, reaching out? Who does everyone say? They're like Kobe reached out to me when Gordon Hayward went down. Like one of the first thing he says, yeah, Kobe reached out to me when. Uh, uh, Paul George went down. One of the first thing he says, yeah, Kobe reached out to me. Um, when the WNBA, or not WNBA, the uh, uh, college basketball girl went down last year and came back this year and is playing. Uh, I can't remember her name. It's escaping me. But she was. She also said, like, Kobe reached out to me. Like, Kobe reached out to those that, like, need a little bit of inspiration because Kobe understands, like, his aura to people. And he also understand he knows how to get to people to make those people better and to work harder because people are at the lowest when they're injured, especially in sports. And then you have a guy like Kobe reaching out to you, and I think that's the Kobe that maybe we all didn't get to see, but the people in sports knew. And, and I and I hope that people remember that part of Kobe because we saw that part of that loving part of Kobe with his daughters this last yeah, year. Yeah, I mean. I think, and and I think something that ties along for us is we're both Christians. We believe in Jesus Christ, and I think there's just a story of redemption when you follow Christ. And I think I think there is redemption in in Kobe's story, 
and there's redemption and mistakes he's made. And I don't want to harp on the mistakes. I want to just say that's part of the story I appreciate about him. And, um, yeah, I think that's the thing, man. Like, I agree. I agree with everything you're saying. I think we both, and, and we've said a lot. We spent an hour talking about it. <clears throat> um, and so, um, I'm glad this turned into more of a celebration of Kobe's life rather than because I was really expecting to like cry during this entire thing. I think we got the crying out <laughs> earlier, and I think this is more articulation. And I think this is this is good. This is cathartic for us too, right? So yeah, I think it's great. I'm glad we well, did hey, this. Well, hey, thank you for listening, Robbie. Thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it, and and thanks for making time today. I know we kind of last second put this together, but. This is probably one of our more wholesome episodes. So, And hopefully you enjoyed this, listeners, as uh, you kind of got to listen to us as true Lakers fans. Um, don't be surprised when the Lakers win it this year. I'm calling it now. There's no way they don't win it now. There's just no way. Put me down for that. There's no that. way they don't win it. I would. It's almost worth putting money down is what I would say. Like LeBron has to get hurt. It's the only way it doesn't happen. Um, there's a mission now in L.A., and I'm excited to watch this season. Um prayers up to vanessa and the other children and uh yeah robbie appreciate you man love you brother you're awesome love you and your family man you guys are great tell someone you love them man i think that's the other thing your time is short your time is short hug somebody hug someone hug your kids yeah hug your mom seriously hug your dad. spend more time with your kiddos call your grandma spend time with your parents do it it's worth it so you can check us out on facebook instagram and twitter for social media we have a twitch stream you can check us out on twitch our buddy isaac really does a lot of good stuff out there and you can listen to us on all uh, different iTunes listening platforms. Uh, but as always, we love you guys 3000. We will talk to you later and see you next week. Bye. Her feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.